Yes, hello folks, good evening, welcome along. We are up for the match, our hurling final special leading up to the Senior Championship Decider on Sunday. Bangor Sound Gales versus St Mullins. Everyone very much excited, the town is absolutely hopping. St Mullins and the surrounding areas are absolutely hopping. There's a fellow with the name of Mouse back in town, so uh, this uh, this is really shaping up to be an absolute cracker indeed. Uh, blessed there with uh, their version of Adagio for Strings being our entrance music there. Uh, we'll give them a shout out. Um, blessed and Tiesto both little bit of budget for us this evening, unfortunately. But we want to thank our kind sponsors, Connolly's Top Line, who have come on board for this evening, Gladney Cleaning Services, Bindestown Pitch and Put Club, and the Red Lion in Bindestown, who are showing the game on Sunday for anyone who can't be there in Netwatch Cullen Park at four o'clock and live music thereafter as well. And thanks, of course, to our championship sponsors who have been with us from the minute the ball was thrown in this year, Breeze Nolan Physiotherapy, Brendan Cavanagh Furniture. Balloons and Sweet Treats, Craig Carney Web Design, DB Recovery, and Corcoran Precast Tanks. So we have a Whopper show lined up for you. Uh, we're going to be uh, hearing from Gary Bennett in about 10 minutes' time. Gary joined us a little bit earlier for a pre-record because he's over in New York and uh, is missing out on the decider, having played in it last year. Uh, after that, then, we'll be uh, getting the battle of uh, two, I suppose, exiles, if you want to call them that. We won't reveal who they are just yet. And, uh, yeah, uh, Pat Cody, a familiar face and voice. We couldn't have enough for the match with St. Mullins in it without having Pat Cody. And Martin Kelly is going to come along and uh, and join us as well. A man who would have coached, I'd say, almost all of the Bidenstown side at some stage. And, of course, uh, over that side, they got to an All-Ireland club final as well. But first and foremost, I want to welcome along John Gladney. How are you getting on, Johnny? All right, buddy. How's things with you? All right. We're all excited, so we are. We're all trying to keep the head. I think the boys are trying to keep their heads down. Everyone else is just trying to get bunting and flags and anything else up we can. And... All the kids are looking forward to just look, there's just a massive buzz, massive hype around the town about it. Uh, and you couldn't blame lads because I suppose if you were to go from the start of the championship back up along, if you had said to me it would have been a county final after the violent killing game, I would have said not hope. But I was 100% in the wrong. And you see what the way they come out and hurled against Rangers the last day, we, we can be nothing other than. Very hopeful now. Whether Mouse is there or not, we, 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 hmm. the boys will take him on, I'd say. Yeah. No. Um, thanks, firstly, well, for uh, the sponsorship, Johnny. Ah, and uh, thanks for coming on, then, secondly. Yeah. Just loads of lashes. It's the, it's, the, it's the podcast is the thing that keeps things going like this. You know, it's the smaller lads like yourself that are putting out a bit of crack there and having to laugh at lads. and Something to watch there at a local level that's probably giving the lads a little bit more info into the background of things and that. So if you can't put the money into the lakes yourself, you can put it into nobody. Well, I appreciate it, Johnny. Thanks a million, lad. Right, um, in terms of the personnel, uh, you'd know them quite well. You would have heard with a lot of them. You yeah. also coached a lot of them. I'd no. say there wasn't too many of them who <laughs> weren't involved. I caught, I caught some of them. I, I, in, in terms of GA players, I'm, a, I'm a ancient. I don't know how Craig is still doing it, but sure. That's Craig, as far as he's He's that kind of a different lad, isn't he? He just puts his mind to it and he could... Wanted to probably could even throw his leg back in there to the county, I suppose, and have a go at it. But I think he's just minding himself. No, I heard with Beanie, Alfie, Craig, Ganju, and then there's a drop off, then it kind of comes. Mark would have heard a little bit with me, but Mark, Mark, but Ganji and then the younger lads came through, and there's kind of a generation, kind of a split back down along then again to Keane and all that. Like Keane would have been a lot younger than when AK. I gave it up to Stones. So. <laughs> the boys are coming through now are different they're different gravy than what we were at that edge 
on yeah, the fierce focus, their gym work and their their fitness, their motivation, their application, how they apply themselves to things. They're they're different than what we were. Yeah, yeah, and you mentioned the excitement there earlier. I saw you. Jesus, you put no flags in Claire Gardner's house. Is she is she afraid of heights or uh, what's the story? No, she's afraid of work, I think, is the Tommy <laughs> Joe's. Tommy, Tom, Tommy was there and he kind of gave me a look to say he was leaving. And uh, I kind of was like, I know how you're leaving, Tommy. You know, Tommy will be canonized. The day Tommy closes his eyes, he'll be canonized for what he puts up with. <laughs> She'll be over at my door now in a while. Yeah, she's 100% uh, tuned in, I'd say. Um, and anyone oh, else that's yes, tuned in there, lads, just drop drop a comment under the Facebook stream or YouTube. Uh, Twitter doesn't come into the interface here, so belt away with the other two all the same. Uh, but yeah, just Johnny, I remember on the sideline one day, I was over in Avery Miners, you were over Bidenest Town, and uh, yeah. our, our words weren't as kind as, as they are now, but a lot of those chaps oh. were actually playing from memory. Yeah, she had... You know, Danny Dyle Keen, would have been there, Keen Dyle. Yeah, Keen Dyle. You would Darren have had... Owen, probably. Yeah, Dara played. Yeah. You would have had Jack wasn't there. Jack McCullough wasn't there. Patrick McDonald was playing. Yeah. You had uh, Richie Whelan. You had mm. a few. And like the boys, like Keen, look, that was Keen. That was just whatever way that team worked out. Poor old Andy Kane, you know, was there with us. And myself and Andy, like, and Andy just said, look, we'll get a team going. It sure ended up that we, there was a group of under 16s there that were like what they are now. There was no shying away, and we were kind of like, you know yourself, and you get younger lads coming through, you're kind of going, look, we'll stick him in cornerback. And I suppose Darren Allen was the one that he was in front of me, and I can always remember saying to his father, said, listen, we'll mind Darren, you know, let him in nice and handy. And I remember putting him in cornerback, and Andy looked at me, and he's too good to be in cornerback. We let him out wing back, and he was only 15, and there was no difference from Dara. Dara hurled mm. out of his skin all through the year, and you had... Uh, you would have had Owen Dowling and all them younger lads came through and uh, Richie Whelan. And sure, we ended up, I think, he, he, he bet us in the quarterfinal, I think. He got onto the semi-finals against Rangers that year. We won a B-final, actually, against Sam Mullins. And you bet and, us uh, the following year out in Fenna. Yeah, we yeah, bet you the following year in Fenna. Mm. But Jason O'Neill would have been hurling that year for Sam Mullins. And uh, sure, look, Paddy Boland was there as well, actually. Paddy yeah. Boland, yeah. yeah. Sure, Jason was... I would his world too, wasn't he? he? Was yeah, still is. But yeah, at that age yeah. group, he was very, very good. He was his touch, everything was there. He had everything, you know. Just the base had yeah. everything too, you know. Just it's getting like a bit of belief in him. The retention rate, John, is very good. In fairness, like when you see lads, even if it doesn't matter what the grade is, to keep them going and keep them hurling, that's that's a really pleasing thing to see. Like in fairness, yeah. Well, I suppose it was. If lads go back and they often say, "No, we were to look." I suppose the older you get, the more you talk about it. And, there were probably lots of lads in Bangles who never reached their potential. Or, you know, we came through. We had serious teams here in the town. Serious teams. And there was potential there. I remember you were on a podcast with Craig last year, and I listened to it. And I remember you asked Craig a question, many senior titles would you have thought you won? And if you had asked us when we were 18, we would have said, Jesus, we win four or five. Mm-hmm. And then it just, listen, lads went away, lads went to college, lads lost the interest, lads wouldn't make the effort. Don't, I won't say lads, it's a, a few lads. And that was the drop off then. There was probably likes myself there, didn't pull me weight. And I was quite happy then to sit back and play a bit of junior, a bit of intermediate, and not train. So, mm. look, yes, they, like on Sunday there, you'll stand on the hill and you'll look down, and there's party, you'll have a little knot in your stomach looking at it, and you'll go, uh, 
you know yourself, it's hard to stand back and look at it. You'd love to be out there with, with the boys in the jersey on you, even if you're a sub or anything, just to have that buzz or that feeling there. And it's not about, make no difference to me. Look, I'm as much behind the boys as you would be talked out. Jacko would be the same. You'd have Christy Cody, Trevor Noll, and Peter Dotsy, John Miley, all the boys will be there. Dormant mm-hmm. Summers, like Dormant's in Canada, Dormant moved away, there was nothing he could do, he had to go off work and things. But all those lads, they'll still back the boys as much as whether they're togged out or not. And I think the lads understand that too, that we're gone and oh, we're gone, but there's a new guard coming through and I think Craig is kind of, fairness to him, he's trying his best to bring him through Beanie and Alfie and like, where where in the world would you get another Alfie? Hmm. I think he's one of a kind. Yeah. Uh, he, we're, look, we're very lucky to have him. Very, very lucky to have him because like, I think I done bits of coaching with the lads, but Alfie and Skippy Bulger, I think Peachy, Rofi, Gange would have done more work with them lads. I wouldn't have done 10% of the work that the boys would have done with, with that younger generation that are coming through. Niall Bulger and the lads. And yeah, like Alfie has, like it's mad because you can see there in some of it, even like we're at the match Sunday. And uh, Sean watched, like, look, we're watching. My father was the first time in watching him. And he kept going to me, who's that lad there? And it's Sean Wall. And uh, she knew herself, was explaining who Sean Wall was. And because Jesse said, he's like a young Alfie. And he kind of was going, he actually is a bit like a young Alfie. In a way that, the way he covers it, the way he gets the blocks and he hunts, he doesn't give up and that he's constantly, constantly, constantly. And then he only found out, I thought Sean was 20. Only found out yesterday, Sean's only 17. Yeah. And he kind of thought to himself, he, you can see where Alfie's mentality has rubbed off in the base. It's because he's an air breed man, John, really. Who, oh, Sean? <laughs> yes, eh. He's a can. He's a can, sure. <laughs> eh. I don't know about that, lad. Ah, uh, one way or the other, he was going to he, turn away, wasn't he? he? His granddad has a big green and black flag up in the gate, so. Oh, Jenny Mac. Oh, Jenny Mac. Banbury has one up as well up there. Has he? Yeah, he has. Yes, yeah. he's gone oh, mad. Yeah, yeah. Geography. <laughs> Geography means nothing nowadays, lad. John, nah, before I let just... you go, quick prediction. Oh, bangs on all that on. If, if you were to stand back, if you stand back and watch that as neutral, you're same as you, you're a hurling man, you stand back and you watch it. You watch the performance Bangstown put in there against. Look, I know Rangers missing a few. Makes no difference. You have to be what's in front of you. The performance that Bangstown put in there Sunday, if they can reproduce that, whether Mouse is there or not, it'll make no difference. This Bangus, like that, if they can put that back in this Sunday, I, I can see it being six or seven to Bangstown. Um, like, look, Mouse is another man, one in a million, but it's on the day, I suppose, but I'd be strongly favouring Bangerstown. I just think the younger lads have that hunger, they have that kind of passion, the drive, and they're, there, like they're, they're not going to be hyped up. They're going to be focused. They know the job in hand. They know what they're doing. They're after, over the year, they've got better and better and better. No, little bits at a time, but they're, they're getting there. And it's probably the first Bangerstown team in a long time where we're getting better as the year goes on, not worse. There you go. No messing by. I wouldn't expect any less. John, thanks a million. Really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Take care. There we go. John Gladney. So next up, as we were saying earlier, I had a chat with Gary Bennett. And uh, here's how it went. It is in two parts, so I might split in the middle for two or three seconds, but we'll, uh, we'll give the jingle here. So on our LWV, up for the match special, we're going all the way to New York to Mr. Gary Bennett, a good friend of the podcast. How are you keeping, Gar? 
Ah, I wouldn't know, Kev. Live and kicking anyway, which is the main thing. That's it. Ah, sure, not too bad. It's very exciting. It's your county final weekend. And I suppose, is there a slight tinge of disappointment, Gary, that you're missing out? Like, you played in it last year, so... Uh, uh, yeah, obviously a bit disappointed. Ah, uh, big time, now, to be honest with you. You know, it's, it is sickening, to be, to be fair. I'm not going to, to lie about it. I suppose I was home there after James's wedding for, for two weeks or so. I kind of got back into swing of it. I, I was up training with the lads and I was around then for the, the two games that they played and stuff. And you could see they're, they're, they were kind of building something good. I know obviously the Ballon Killing game at that time in the group stages didn't go great or whatever. Um, but you could see in training that they were moving fierce well. And I think it's, it's starting to come to fruition now. They're kind of after stringing probably two good, solid performances there together. And hopefully it's just in time now for the final. But... I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't disappointed. All right, but look, that's the the way the world works, and I can't do anything about it now. My decision was made, so that's that's that, you know. Yeah, you're on a bit of a low of trust. When did you pull out again? It was the later part of last year, and tell us uh, about the ground after covering. Yeah, I I'd say it was it was 17th of November. I left home, so I was in Canada for a few weeks, and then in the new year, I, I went down to Mexico and worked my way down through Central and South America. And, up in New York now for the summer, so enjoying it up here and back home now in a couple of weeks. So uh, I'll be glad to, to get back full time now to, to the mother's dinners and things like that, some of the, the home comforts. But uh, it's been great now, great experience. Don't regret kind of any moment of it at all. It's been well worth it. So once in a lifetime, you know, do it and take it off the list and, and that beats as you. But uh, it's, been, it's been great. Like I can't, can't complain at all now. Yeah, two-thirds of the world covered by water, the rest covered by Gary Benefite. <laughs> Jeez, it must be a small world, Kevin. <laughs> but you know, come here, Gary, I know it's disappointing to miss now Sunday, but it is a once-in-a-lifetime thing, and if you don't do it in years to come when the window is shut, you're disappointed. So, fair yeah. play to you for, for taking the gamble, you know? Exactly, exactly. And I suppose with COVID and everything, it kind of just emphasised to me that, you know, you might, you might only get one crackhead, so make the most of it when it's there and the opportunity is there. So, as I said there was no holding back at that stage. A decision was made and I was going, and that was just that. So, ah, it's been, it has been great, but look, there's, I, I'll get back to the, to the hurling next year anyway at the boys, but I'm enjoying it out here now at the moment. So, the hurling is different culture out here, I suppose, but it's, it's definitely enjoyable as well. I can't complain about that. Yeah. There were only chartering flights home from San Francisco. There was none from New York, was there not? <laughs> uh, a different kind of terms, though, for myself to, to come home. But unfortunately, I wouldn't have been eligible anyway. So it was just yeah. the, the way it worked out. Obviously, I, look, I would have loved to have been back there. and Probably would have went back if I was eligible to play. There was no question about that. But it's just the, the way it was and the decision was made probably around April or that. So, look, it's, it's done and dusted now. And I'll just I'd be cheering the boys on. That would be the height of it, you know. Yeah, and the difference there, we were speaking about it off air, there's three sanctioned transfers you can do, I think, in New York, where lads can go back 30 yeah. days after the, the the initial sanctioning of the transfer once it's approved. But you opted yeah. uh, selflessly, I have to say, to maybe let someone else have a crack at that, not to be using one up, and went to, went to full transfer, which, in fairness to you, it was a nice nice thing to do, Like, but that's kind of yeah. the terms and conditions, and that's the reason why it's not so simple for you to come back. Yeah, I suppose I knew, and I was after hearing from home that the the championship at home would be over by early August, and I had hadn't any intentions at that stage to be home at that stage anyway. 
Mm. Uh, so I kind of said to the club out here that look, I'd be willing to take the, the full transfer um, because I wouldn't be back anyway at that stage. So mm-hmm. look, it was just the way it worked out, and lo and behold, the the boys are in the fine, and and that's just it. But look, the decision was made, and kind of, you know, there's it's just the way the world works, and life yeah. goes, I suppose, you know. But ah, uh, look, it's it's not the end of the world either. I'll be cheering the boys on, and there's plenty there yeah. in the tank to do it anyway, you know. Um. What club are you with over there, Garen? How is that going? Uh, with Hoboken Guards over here. So um, we're in. We're actually playing now this evening in the last group game. If we win that, we'll be straight into the final. If not, we'll be into a semi-final. So there's four teams and top team goes straight to the final. Uh, second and third place semi-final. So we're, we're going well enough there at the moment. Like, you know, we can't, can't really complain, but tonight's a big one. Basically, whoever wins it could, could go straight to the final. So it's almost like a semi-final for us now to see them. But that's great old crack. And as I said, a different kind of culture to home, you know, um, in terms of, I suppose, socialising and things like that. So it is. It's great old laugh now. But, you know, when it gets to this kind of stage and now it starts to get a little bit more serious. Like, I suppose lads that are homegrown, that are from, you know, that are living over here, it's their county championship at the end of the day, so they're all out to win a two. Um, so you kind of have to respect that too. But the, the standard is pretty high, and you, you know yourself, you're, all the games are on AstroTurf in Gaelic Park there, so you'd be fairly well broke up after them running around and that, you know. <laughs> Especially in that saunter and heat as well. It's cruel. Yeah. So that was part one with uh, with Gary. Uh, as you said, we had the split in two just with the, the software. So here's part two. Dave Shaw went out a few years ago and turned himself into a forward. And I know you had a, a previous stint as a forward before you went out there. But where are you operating at, at the moment? I'm back in the, the usual spot, Kevin. I'm stuck in the corner there. Um, so I'm in corner back there at the moment. I, I don't think I'll ever get out of that corner for the foreseeable, I'd say. But uh, who knows? When, when the legs start running dry now in a few years... I might get over it at some stage, but uh, I'd say I'll have to be saying my prayers on a weekly basis to get over it now at the moment, anyway. Yeah, Asher, look, it's it's like, it's one of those things, once you, once you go in there and start hurling already, it's very hard to get back over, no matter how well you're hurling. Uh, yeah. it's, it's impossible, I think you're just stuck with that, that label that you're a cornerback, and once you're a cornerback, it's, it's not really a position lads that kind of grow up wanting to play in or anything like that, but... Yeah. Look, you have to do a job, and that's all it is. You're you're a stopper, so to speak. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but hopefully get over that some stage with any luck. Yeah, listen. Before I let you go, I promise I wouldn't keep it too long. Yeah. Uh, in terms in terms of Mister Mouse coming back around and and party being back in the camp, it's uh, it's after throwing a big spanner in the works. I was just saying there that I I wish I had known that on Monday morning when I was doing the when, when I was doing the predictions. I might have shaped things yeah. a little bit differently, but. I tell you, while, while it's a great asset, it puts the management in a bit of a pickle about whether you start, most will say, uh, whether, whether you don't start, kind of a thing. Um, I, if Gary Bennett was manager of St. Mullins now, what would Gary Bennett be doing? Uh, that's a, a dirty old question, <laughs> in fairness to you. I know you'd throw in one curveball. It's, um, <laughs> ah, look, it's, it's a very hard one to call because... You know, you've had a team there now that's been relatively settled, I'd say, throughout the, the championship. I know there's been a couple of maybe positional changes and things like that. Um, and then you had lads obviously away on honeymoons, holidays and, and things like that. But other than that, like the, the personnel has been relatively the same, I suppose. Um, 
it's a two-sided thing do you stick with what you what you know for the for the year like going on the performance last day and even when i was home i, I was there for the, the rangers game um and i was very impressed with the, the kind of work rate in the first half of that game in particular and by all accounts um against bagnestown i was listening to that one on the radio but you know the work rate was phenomenal as well so do you kind of from what i've heard anyway there's probably no one there at the moment that you you could really drop like and mm. um, they all seem to be putting their weight everyone and i know i was listening to yourselves there talk about just kind of each individual has an attribute and they're kind of playing to them i suppose you know john yeah. dial's a ball winner but he's still working hard um you know philip connors is back on the senior scene as well and he's he's been putting in good shifts there as well um you know connor is connor he's he's dangerous he's lively he's quick and all the forwards have something kind of to offer in their own right, like. Um, and then I suppose the question is with the two boys, like, you know, Mouse is what an asset to be able to bring on as well, you know, you're not going to get anywhere in Ireland a calibre of forward to be able to bring on like that. And then with Pawdy, you know, it's it's almost where where do you where do you want to pick Pawdy to play really? You know, he can play mm-hmm. up front, he can play middle of the field or he can play half back line or whatever. So I don't know. I, I, it'll be very interesting to see, but I think the I think there's a good chance that they might stick with what they, what they have and what they know, Kevin. Um, yeah. And then maybe introduce the boys as the game is progressing. But I think they I think they'll start with with what they what they have or what they had the last day, um, and then gradually introduce the boys. Because um, at the end of the day, you know they've been away for a stint as well, and it's just getting back right i suppose and sleep patterns and things like that when you're away for for a couple of weeks and, and things like that but i i definitely think they, they'll probably stick with what they what they have and gradually then introduce the boys as the game's progressing but as i said like what two lads to be able to bring on you know they mm-hmm. could you know without starting them they could be game changers when they come on um and there's not too many lads that are going to to want to face either of those after running around for maybe 40 or 50 minutes you know um mm-hmm. and a fresh set of legs coming on like that like you know yourself with, with mouse like he can grab a game by the scruff of the neck in a flash and next thing it will be a, a goal but like the, i think the boys will be definitely focusing on themselves like from when i was at home there you could see it there, there wasn't a, an awful lot of chat about any of the opposition we were playing it was more so ourselves and, mm-hmm. and focusing on ourselves but bagnestown are going to bring one hell of a fight into this um you know they they have their tails up now and like whatever about the impact that our lads have, um especially up front in the work rate. Like Bagnestown have six very very good forwards and six very mm-hmm. capable forwards. All again have drawn attributes. Like I suppose with Danny Dial there, usually he would probably be seen as a grafter, but he got three points there the other day. Like you know, um, I'm sure Styler is Styler. Like his movement is, is second to none, and they have plenty of pace around him as well. So. I don't know. It'll be it'll be very interesting. But I know you were saying off air like Bagnestown will probably manmar. Um, I don't know. I don't. I can't see our say Mullins manmarking as such. I I don't think throughout the championship, from what I've seen, I don't think they have really manmarked. They seem to just line mm-hmm. out in their their six backs and and that's it. Um, so I'd be very surprised if they deviate away from that. Um, but no, it'll be um, it'll be helter skelter stuff. I'd say, but the first. The first half will be interesting, like I suppose our lads have had a habit of, you know, they started well the last day and, you know, it looked like 
probably could have had the game maybe closed out by half time and maybe lacked that bit of killer killer instinct to kill it off. And next thing, slap bang the second half in Ballin Killing are straight back in it, you know. And we we make life hard on ourselves and we kind of have have a bit of a habit of that. And you could probably say the same with the Rangers game. You know, we probably left two two behind us maybe or even a little bit more in the in the first half, and that game could have relatively been closed out at half time as well. But um, I. I think if St. Mullins can get a lead, like it, it will be interesting to that point because Agnestown are well able to pull teams back in. You know, they're after proving that the last day, they'll reel you back in. And on the flip side, then we kind of have a habit of maybe letting teams into it rather than delivering a killer blow that can just take the wind out of another team's sails. So it will be it will be very interesting. But could turn into a shootout too. Like there's two good sets of forwards there as well. So... And mm. the scoring has been good now from both sides, probably in the semi-final, you know, it was relatively high scoring. So hopefully we can get a bit of a ding-dong game anyway and a bit, of a, a bit of entertainment involved in it too, you know. Yeah, I think we're definitely guaranteed that. And if the boys don't start, if Mouse and Pauly comes in and next thing and Andrew Kane and Richie Whelan comes in, you know, all of a sudden we were kind of saying the other day that maybe Banya Sound had that little bit of a better bench. Don't know if we're saying it now, Gar. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Your prediction before I let you go. You're sticking with your own, obviously, but by how much? Um, it's a tight one. I was there looking online. I think, do the bookies have it as is it minus two or something, or is it minus four? I tell you now, it's been about three days since I looked at the odds, but the last time I checked it, uh, St. Mullins were uh, odds on favourites anyway, and Bainestown were nine to four. Yeah, I saw that. Now, that's changed dramatically, I'd say. Um, yeah. I don't have the homework done immediately now, but by the time this is live, we'll no doubt be talking about it with our with our other guest, Garrett. But, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the spread is generally know. not too far out, is it? No, I don't think so. I think I think our lads could win by possibly four or five, I think. There you but go. That's, that's just me. I could, be getting, I could be eating my words now come Sunday evening, but I know. I, I just think from what I've seen at lads like that, with Morris, like they're it's very hurling orientated, and like some that say he, he's old school, but it's all with the ball. It's all hurling, 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 and even Alan Roach there was was doing a bit of training with the boys as well, the drills and stuff, and they're very intense. Like, and remember the first night I went up to see them training, and you know they're moving the ball fierce, well, and I think it probably proved even with John Dyle's goal the other day, they're they're thinking sharply, you know, with say James playing the quick free and and John sticking it and stuff like that. So I don't know. I I just hope it all comes together for them anyway at the weekend because it's it's definitely there, and I have seen it now in the build up to it that they're they're looking sharp. Like so, just hopefully it it comes to comes to show now Sunday, and we we can get the business done. But Magnestown are are going to bring a hell of a battle too, to be fair to them. Mm-hmm. And I hope they I, do. I, I hope they do because I think uh, you know, especially for a county final, you want you want a, a good tight game there that's a bit mm. of a thriller as well and I think they will and like talking to lads I, I didn't see the, the group game but supposedly Bagnestown showed a better lads that day so you know they'll they'll feel they left one behind probably at that mm. stage you know Yes big thanks to Gary Bennett who joined us live from New York a little bit earlier and he's going to play a match there this evening so I wish him the very best luck indeed we did do our homework as well uh, on the odds um, Bainestown are 9-4 to outsiders St Mullins 5-2-1 to and if you fancy the draw it's 9-1 to there at the moment uh, Peter Fortune how are you getting on boss? Not too bad Kev can you hear me alright Jet? 
Yeah, I can hear you loud and clear. Now, viewer discretion advised because Bowser Dial is in the building. How are you getting on, Bowser? <laughs> Jesus. Peter, you're dressed better than I am. <laughs> yeah, I thought up for the match now. I thought it was like the one that does be on the telly, you know. One town to another. I'm just after coming out of Oriel Park, Bowser. <laughs> I was going to ask we in the same car park. <laughs> no, no. I'm pulling it aside he's of the road. I believe 10 minutes early. Here. He's in the back, is he? <laughs> Yeah, how are you? How are you, lads? All good, yeah. Good, yeah, good, good. So, Peter, all good, Kev. Can you hear me? I can loud and clear. I can, yeah, Peter, you're oh, taking man. time out from a from a wedding, so uh, you're. Yeah, we won't we won't keep you too long. We don't we don't want you waking up with two black guys. Yeah, no panic, morning. no panic. Uh, but I thought it was interesting. So we have two gents, obviously a Saint Mullins man and a Bannistown man, uh, who probably would have played against each other a couple of times, uh, possibly related as well. Both moved to Loud. And bought one senior championships in the last couple of years. And Peter, you're going for another one on Sunday. Uh, tell us a bit about uh, that yeah. first. I went sure. Um, Early final now on Sunday against Knockbridge, half three. So uh, hopefully now there'll be a bit of green and white ribbon on on a couple of cups now after the weekend. But um, Asher, it's been a, a a bit of a funny championship. We we're actually in the final without winning a game. It's uh, I know I do be listening to your podcast about the structure in Carlo and it's definitely something that needs to be looked at up here as well. It's just uh, we're down to three senior clubs at the minute now. I know when I finished with St. Mullins, it was four. And, now you know, now we've been back up to six, which is great to see. And we hoping kind of maybe to push something like that up above as well, try to get a couple more clubs going again to, to try and uh, extend the championship, make it a bit more competitive. Because you can see there, you know, maybe that's probably was after giving clubs like Bangstown and that a real lift, you know, the more games. And you know, I, I remember myself there last year, I was at the group game between St. Mullins and Bangstown last year. And uh, now I hope I'm wrong in my prediction on Sunday, but uh, I actually said to my mum, I was actually talking to Barry's mum that day as well. And I was saying, geez, you could really see this Bangstown team winning, winning the championship in the next two to three years. Just, you know, the youth was getting a chance to play more games and things like that. And, you know, you can, you could see a really good team coming. And I think, it's been it's been great to see for for another you know big team to emerge in Carlo. <coughs> mm-hmm. Bowser, you're up to ninety this week, Peter. I'm not joking. I'd say eight hours a day for the last five <laughs> days. I've been getting messages, phone calls, and everything. And I tell you, it's a good job this lad's not part of the panel. I got a message Monday morning. Do you know what he said? What price are the town for Leinster? Say one and not even have a chance. That's to do right, for this fella. Do you know what, Kevin? I said, you're saying I'm coming out from a wedding. The only reason I did is just to make sure that that, that man doesn't get free reign on the microphone here tonight because he do untold damage. Yeah, you're telling me, boy. You're keeping you're quite enough, like. Hey, come here. What's the story? So you heavily fancy the town, Bowser. What, give me give me the basis for, for, that, uh, for that prediction. <clears throat> well, to be fair, I've only seen a couple of games. I saw a couple of training sessions as well. And... Um, I, I don't know. I think Peter's right, just in what he said. I think they're coming of age, this this town team. Um, I think the 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 blend of of youth and experience, I think, is going to um, come to the fore. I think on Sunday. Look, I I haven't actually watched the semi final in full. It was on the honeymoon, the sunny moon, Kev, uh, over in Tenerife, and I was watching the I was watching it on the on the iPad. And Emma was absolutely going ballistic to me. Um, I was absolutely roaring. I got kicked out of the pool, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, we, we were watching it, but do you know what struck me? I haven't seen a town team as aggressive off the ball in a good number of years. And uh, 
I was over at the train station early in the year. I know the town of, you know, a couple of group games um, maybe didn't go their way, but um, they were absolutely tearing lumps out of each other. Niall, Niall Bulger, uh, Paddy McDonald, those young lads coming through, you know, real leaders who, you know, umpteen medals. You know, if you look at the Bagelstown team, they mightn't have played in senior finals. Um, you know, five, four or five of them, obviously, Craig has, has, has played in two of them. Um, Beanie, obviously, as well. Um, Alfie as well. So good leaders who've played in, in senior finals. But if you're to look, at, I suppose, across the field, the number of lads there who actually have county medals might not be senior. So they won't fear, they won't fear St. Mullins. Um, the aggression, I thought, was brilliant in the semi-final. Um, one thing that I did notice, and fair play to yourself, Kev, um, um, Joe Nolan and, and, and Stephen Bamrick, you're keeping us all informed. You mentioned loads of lads who were away. Obviously, me and Peter are in loud. You mentioned Dermot Summers in Canada. Barry Lamb is abroad. You know, you're keeping us all, I suppose, informed um, about what's happening. Obviously, we can only see so much and, and the Park TV. But one thing that struck me um, was the spread of scores. And, and you did highlight it in the podcast earlier in the week that Bagnerson got, I suppose, from out the field. You know the goal threat that they're going to have, the pace in the forward line. But I thought the scores that they were getting out, out the field, um, you know, like likes of Jack McCullough, Alfie, I think, popped up, mentioned, Gary Bennett mentioned Danny Doyle. So that's going to be key. They're going to need to, to get those scores from out the pitch. Uh, the goals are going to be key. Paddy McDonald has caught my eye, very pacey um, in the corner. I mentioned him, you know, I saw him train him once or twice uh, this year. And um, I think he could play a big part. You know, lots will be, the two dials will obviously be well watched. Uh, centre forward, uh, Mark Mack, hurling great stuff this year. Shout out to Mark. Um, but I think Paddy could be one maybe that could go under the radar. He's, he's plenty of pace. Um you know, I mentioned the, the, the blend of experience, um, but but really, I think that you mentioned it earlier in the week as well. I think it is key. When you have the likes of Andrew Kane, um, Andrew Casey, Niall Bulger, and they're not even in the starting, you know, 15, to have those lads, that was the last day. I'm sure they're pushing and, and they might, um, you know, get their place for the final. But to have that sort of bench, you know, could be critical. But obviously, the mouse has been in the air. You mentioned it. Um, so, you know, he's obviously going to... I don't know what Peter thinks. Do they start them or do they not? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, I was listening to the Gary, the recording with Gary there, and then I, I got the message off Mam there on Tuesday morning, just phone ping Tuesday morning, Mouse's home was on the screen. <laughs> uh, so, uh, ah, look, it's a massive call. And it's, it's not a call. Um, it's going to be easy for a management to make, but I suppose if there was ever a man that's earned you know, the right maybe to, to come in and step in as someone who would have took the field with him on so many occasions, like, and, you know, a, a real leader for us. Like, I remember, like, I'm a couple of years older than him, but someone that I always looked up to on the field and, you know, someone who's dragged us through difficult times at St. Mullins and, you know, really put the club on his back at times. It's going to be a big call, but like Gary said as well, if, if the game is close with 20 minutes to go and, you look over to the sideline as a bang sound back and you see Martin Kavanagh standing on the line coming in, you're 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 hoping he's going to the other wing, you're hoping he's not coming coming your side. Like so uh, do, you know, oh, look. do you know what I think though for Sunday and I think from a Bagelstown perspective, um obviously in the in the group game, I think the town went maybe four or five points up, St. Millions come back at him. But I think if Bagelstown can get a good start, there's gonna be a big crowd there from the town. Um the terrace, the stand, you know, it'll be absolutely packed on Sunday and 
Can I intervene um, for one sec? Will there be many people in the stand? Because there, there's a lot of terrorist people in both clubs. I can see that terrorist I being don't, I don't know how they're going to fit. I don't know yeah. how they're going to fit everyone over there. Yeah. There's there's men from Banks and St. Mullins that rain, hail, snow. It doesn't matter. They're standing over there. In the same I spot as well, roughly. I heard so there's... So uh, yeah, I, have to give, I heard yeah. Robbie Kane has black and green flares and everything to let off. And there could be a drum. <laughs> in the, but um, I know, in, in fairness, though, I, I, I think the start is, is key. You know, if Banks could get got a terrible start against the, the Rangers but if you could get a good start here obviously you know there'd be a big town crowd there as well and um, I think that's the key you know if we can get that start but just just even on the for, mentioned a couple of lads on, on you know who, who came on the last time for, for Bangs and Andrew being one like to have that competition for, for places you know that that sort of you know to, to look if you're on the starting 15 whether it's Bangs or Nurse St. Mullins and, and to look at the line and you say Jeez, if I miss a ball or I miss it, to have that pressure is brilliant. You know, mm-hmm. a pressure as a player that 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 will help you to perform. And um, I don't think Bangleson have had that really in the last couple of years. And that's why, Kev, you mentioned the window. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this really seems to be the time that we need to we need to make a count now on Sunday. And mm-hmm. um, I think the bench will pay its part. We get a good start. The crowd will obviously pay its part. I think nine to four. Fill your boots, Kevin. <laughs> Fill your boots. Well, uh, no, it's, it's, look, it's going to happen. We're going to do it. It's funny, like, as I remember, say, the, the first county final we won of the three in a row that we won that time, I remember, I can still remember my uncle telling me, geez, I think they're a little bit too young to, to win this one. Like, you know, he was nearly kind of letting me down before, before he, he kind of said, you know, they're all saying, like, you lose one to win one kind of a thing, nearly like. Yeah. And uh, like we are, oh, jeez, I'm gone. I'm in the dark here. Hold on. That's all uh, right. We can, we can still hear you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. But um, you know, and and it, 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 I think both teams are in a kind of similar place. Like if you look at the balance of age in both teams, like and and funny you mentioned that Barry about the you know the Bankstown lads kind of having that underage success behind them because like you know they're probably two very different clubs in that way. Whereas in St Mullins. You know, a lot of the time, actually, a lot of the lads that Gary's mentioned there, the young lads playing, like, I actually managed an under-14 team. I'm showing my age here now for all of us lads, but, um, say, Connor Kyo, Paddy O'Shea, Carl Conley, uh, John Doyle, they were all on it, like, and, and it would have been a group that, you know, really probably, you know, we would have been beaten by most of the teams quite heavily throughout their, their under-14, under-16 championships. And there they are now, all of them, you know, five, six of them going to take the field on Sunday and maybe don't have that behind them. And I think, you know, either team now can get this championship behind them. It could really crown crown both teams and really set them up going forward. Like, so, you know, you, you some great young lads there, you know. It was, uh, it's been great to see, like, the likes of Connor Kyo and, say, Jack McCullough. He's not a lad I know that too much about, but I've seen a bit of him with the county, you know, over the last while as well, like, and... Joe, I, I was looking at that Carlo team and Joe, I've been talking to a few lads like Paul Lyle and Jesus, great to see some of the young talent that is coming up in the county because, you know, that, that team that we had over the last few years seemed to have been there for, you know, a long stint and now you're really starting to see a new generation of, you know, really good hurlers coming up in Carlo. <clears throat> Bowser, that's a fairly good point to pick up on with Peter and it's something that would have been remarked upon previously too where if you go down through it like and John Gladney kind of touched on it, the amount of times the Bidenstown side would have won underages and minors, and you'd never. When was the last time St. Mullins won a minor, Peter? It's a long, two, long time we've, ago. We have two minors, and I'm one. We're one of the holders. Yeah, so that and was 2011, that, I think, was it? Yeah, 
And before so, that, it would it it was actually the man who was managing us that year. He he played in the last minor team. Or Connors, he played in the last minor team to win it as well. So there's only two minors in the club. That's mad. So like it's 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 kind of you know up to now it's been polar opposite. So Bindersdown will win a lot underage, and then obviously it's been they're a new club, so they're only in existence three years. But just say a team from Bindersdown. 1970 is won in the boardroom. I think 67 was the last time a Bindersdown team won on the field to play. I'm open to correction on that. But I'm just waiting this, on this, the, this could be a change yeah. in the guard. Like this is this is this is a big big game Sunday anyway, right? But you could be looking at a monumental shift here. And I want to take you up on that last year because I remember where I was exactly when you rang me saying the Bindersdown were going to win it last year, and I told you no. But give them two or three years as a window there, and I still but believe that that window is there. But well, look, they, they have they to make it count if they're going to. You know? I won't want for extra motivation anyway after being done over in the semi-final last year. Clear goal, not given. Mouse was fouled. If it was any other... If, it was anyone else, <laughs> it been, if anyone else, it would have been a fight out. And here, listen. Fifth here now. I'm going to please. I'm going to fifth. stop this shite now, right? I'm going to stop this right now because ye so and Seb was together when they met Rangers in the final last Alan. year. The they so you can both rock on on that it was, one. It was over the line. Um, you want goal line technology now in Dr. Cullen Park. No, but ah, come here. stop whinging for Jesus' no, sake. <laughs> I know, but you know, but, but, but you know, everything happens for a reason. And, and, and I think this is probably, they're more developed this year. You know, all around, I think. Um. Last year, the group stage, what, went unbeaten apart from the Rangers. This year, maybe not not as good a record, but they seem to be getting it together at the right time. And I think the Gladney said there's, there's another level there. I think they genuinely might be. Uh, look, you have to respect St. Mullins as well. Like, you know, was it been in seven of the last ten finals? Um, and, and, and won, they haven't been in. Uh, 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 yeah, exactly. But, and, and won four of them. You know, so that's, that's a set... Like, you beat St. Mullins in the final and you'll have earned it. But I think, do you know what I think? If we can play like we did against the Rangers, it's ours to lose. Um, if we can repeat that, um, from what I've seen, on a sunbed in Tenerife, um, <laughs> that's <laughs> genuine. If you, can, if you can repeat that level of performance and just on the whole county final thing, and you know, you've mentioned lads, in finals, it's, it's, it's not so much getting over the line in a senior final. These lads are used to playing finals. I don't know was it Joe maybe mentioned it on the podcast earlier in the week. Um, everyone on that town team has has they've either won a minor, they've won a you know underage medals coming up, um, and uh, right throughout the team. And you're getting the one, two, three, four lads um, per generation, if you like, um, that have that have come in and, and and it seems to be coming together nice. But look, hopefully, it'll be good crack anyway on Sunday. And Peter, you got mm-hmm. your best luck to you. I, I'll be I'll be running into check. I'll have the mother. Checking Twitter at halftime to give me a little a little wink if we're up or down, but I I'm making the, on, I'm making the comeback part. next year to, to, to take you down well, and he told me this last <laughs> time as well. I on that though, I suppose like we would have been fortunate to win a minor and an under twenty one uh, with with our squad like myself and Gary and Paul Lyle and the lads and there is something different on that 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 first final and going around with the band and. And like it's going to be the same for our lads as well. Like there's a lot of our lads who who haven't played in one and things like that. But so I suppose like the one thing I would say for St. Mullins is you know that geez, there's some superb leaders there who've been through it so many times. Like you, I know you were mentioning it on the podcast there, Kev on Monday. Like but Jack having his point there straight after Craig Wall's goal mm. the last day. Like just just and like it looks so simple because it's just off his left over the bar, but it's popped to him. He doesn't look. 
doesn't, you know, he's not thinking there's a minute to go here, we're, we're down, it's straight over the bar level game again, we get the next score. And, and you know, that, that is something I would say in, in my time playing with St. Mullins, they were always a brilliant team for never panicking, you know, no matter what the situation. Mm. And I have to say the same for Bankstown now, I was watching, the, I only caught the first half of the Bankstown game because we were actually training ourselves the other day. But, you know, when the 1-1 went in and Eddie Byrne gets the goal, you're kind of going, ah, oh, here we go again. Near, you know, in your head, like, because Rangers have the capability to do that to teams. But, jeez, I, I couldn't believe when I came in, then Mam had sent me a, a picture of the scoreboard and I was nearly trying to zoom in on it. I was like, am I reading that right, you know? But, like, you know, I watched back the second half then the other day, like, and, jeez, it was a fierce performance. And like Barry said, like, all over the field, I think, like, the one thing that you could, could say like the work rate and tenacious effort that they had like and I mean, you shouted him out there but he would have been a lad I played county with myself like Mark McDonald like just uh, he really for me like just he is in in your face aggression and I think that's something that St. Mullins are going to have to really deal with on on Sunday like there's not going to be a, an inch of space or you know they're going to Bankstown are going to be so up for this game and and St. Mullins are probably going to have to match that and even even top that if they're going to get over the line. Right, verdicts, lads. We have to go. We have to go. Verdicts. Uh, Barry, your verdict and, and by how much? Because I know it's Nine to four, fill your boots, as I yeah. to say. Look. By how this much, Barry? Very quickly. Uh, five points. Right. Peter? You get more than nine to four on that now, Barry. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to back my lads. Look, I think... Uh, I think if uh, <coughs> it's going to be a very close game, and I, and I, I can't see much you seen in the two semi-finals how close both were. But I think I, I'm going to give him a, give him the nod. I think I think he could see Mouse off the bench to to swing it in the in the last couple of minutes. Well, it'll be a close game, one or two points either way. But I'm going to give my lads the nod anyway. Did you see that? Did you see that little gif going around with the the little plane and the little cartoon mouse inside it? <laughs> there's not a, there's not an ounce of fuel left in in in, in Aer Lingus. The amount of lads Mullins after flying home this week. Ah, sure, look. <laughs> That's it, right, lads. Thanks a million, and Peter. Best luck to you Sunday as well. No All right, thanks, 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 thanks. All the best. Cheers. Uh, one thing I would like to make a note of, and just look at the time. It's about um, seventeen minutes past ten, and in around now, typically a former colleague of mine and Casey Law uh, will be taken to the airwaves and will be entertaining thousands upon thousands of people. And that's Johnny Barry. And I'd like to pay tribute to uh, Johnny Barry, who uh, sadly passed away today. Um, really good character. Um, what, what can I say? What can I say? Um, earlier, there was a tribute program on Casey Lore. And you had Daniel O'Donnell, you had Declan Nurney, you had Trudy Lawler, all the biggest names in Irish country music. And I think that says its own story about a legend that uh, Johnny Barry was. So just on behalf of the left wing back, we'd like to... Pass on our condolences uh, to the family. Um, we are now turning our attention to two men who I'd say would have crossed paths a few times uh, down through the years. I'm going to bring in Pat Cody first. He's in good company. Pat, uh, what's what's going on here? What, uh, give us a bit of insight. I couldn't tell you, Kevin. I couldn't tell you, Kevin. I'm, I'm after getting uh, I'm after getting dragged in here to Blanchfield's uh, uh, public house here in St. Holland. Um, like I said to you there last week, uh, county final week, you can't bait it, and it's in full swing here in St. Holland's. Uh, it's, a, it's the best week of the year. Um, uh, I have uh, uh, there we have James, 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 James's mom, James, I'm his mom. How are you doing? How's things? They're, they're all having a big, a big chat, uh, having a few drinks and talking about the game and sure hits, which we're doing this week, the week that we have, the week that's in it. So, uh, yeah, we're down here in, in uh, Blanche's 
dissecting yeah, sure. the game and watch and what you're actually there's a bit of a delay on, on on the television here because uh, they're watching yourself and, and the whole podcast here live oh, uh, no, in yeah. The podcast. <laughs> oh yeah 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 That's so nice. uh, yeah it's good, good all night here yeah so i hope there's no feedback <laughs> Yeah, it's like well, as long as it's good feedback, I don't mind. But I know what you mean. I'm only trying to be funny. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll bring in we'll bring in Martin Kelly here. How are you getting on, boss? Are you well? Can you hear us, Martin? Oh, hi, Martin. Yeah, all good. All I can. Good. Yeah, can you? A, yeah, we might have a slight delay. Um, I might actually get Pat to pop over to quite a little spot down in Blanchard's Bar. And uh, while he's doing that, I'll I'll have a quick word with you, Martin. Uh, you're nicely set up. Um, Say that again. I said, get Pat to buy you around while he's there. Yeah. <laughs> so why not, is you? So why not? You wouldn't be a Liverpool fan around, would you? No, not at all. No. <laughs> Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Well, listen. Yes. Uh, I'm going to bring Pat back in there now. He's in a, he's in a quieter spot. Martin, um, well, it's actually not that quieter. Is that working, Kevin? Is it? Do I mean, I can move? We we might get you to just somewhere a little bit quieter if we can. Um, Wait, okay. I'll, I'll talk back in a second again. Martin, what I was going to say was, in terms of these lads, right? I was just looking down through the team, and literally, yeah. I would say everyone at some stage, maybe Bar JP Tracy, you probably you probably coached at a different point and said, did you? Uh, most of them, a lot of the young lads now, uh, Niall Bulger, Jack McCullough, those younger lads, I haven't, but. All the older lads, yes, Tyler and Alfie and Beanie, Mark McDonald, Andrew Townsend. Oh, yeah, I coached every one of them up, you know, under eights, under tens, under twelves, fourteens, had great success with them. You know, great bunch of lads, the whole lot of them. And the younger lads now as well coming through. You know, Peter Dyle's young lad there, Keane and Danny Dyle and these lads, and they're mad for hurling. And after having great success, and hopefully it'll crown it off Sunday, please God. Yeah, um, I suppose in moments like this, we, we like to stir a bit of nostalgia. And I remember a time where uh, a band of sound side took on St Mullins in uh, an intermediate championship final, which culminated in an appearance in uh, in Crow Park. That was that was fairy tale stuff at the time. I, I, like, I was only a kid at that particular point. And uh, being in De La Salle, the buzz, the hype. And uh, obviously you were at the helm at that particular point. Um, magic times, yeah? Uh out of this world, that's the truth. And it's like the boys next Sunday as well. And we used to say to that group of players, we're living the dream. And they did live the dream. Like, to be the first Carlo team ever to get to Crow Park, represent the Carlo club in an All-Ireland final. And it's the same for the boys Sunday in the senior. Like, our goal as players and as coaches years ago was always to try to get to a senior final. And unfortunately, for a lot of us in the town, and we all had some very good hurlers and some very good underage hurlers, but we could never... We'd always come up against Michel or St. Mullins and they always knew how to beat Bagnestown. You know, they're old hands at it and we were young lads and we thought we knew everything and they always managed to put manners on us, so they did back in the day. But, like, times are changing now, so they are. So the town winning last Sunday again, Mount Leinster Rangers was a huge monkey off our lads' back. And if they go out next Sunday and hurl, like, for our lads to score 218, that was always a problem with Bagnestown. We always had brilliant defenders, but we could never get enough scores for some reason. Why, I don't know, but we could just could never put it together. But, like, the score 218 again, the county champs last week was unbelievable. And the character and the, and the desire to show it, if they can show that next Sunday again, they'd have a great chance, do you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree, absolutely. Uh, I'm just going to go to a few uh, comments, because I didn't get to them there earlier. Uh, mm -hmm. A few people tagged, obviously, with, with different mentions and stuff. 
Um, Brian Wall, born and bred by Nestown. That's a shout out to you, Martin. Uh, they've messaged in from the Red Lion as well. They're enjoying the show at the Red Lion also. And again, we thank them for their kind sponsorship. And just a reminder, they're showing the game at four o'clock for anyone that can't get to uh, Netwatch Cullen Park. And there's live music there afterwards as well. And the prediction from the Red Lion is the Gales by a minimum of four points. Martin, um, how, how do you see it going in general? Uh, I think it'll be a tight game. I know Sam Mullins have mouse back and he'd be a huge addition to him whether he starts or he comes in off the bench. You know, he's a fantastic curler. Sam Mullins showed last Sunday as well, like they didn't panic even when Ballinkinnon got that goal with a minute and a half to go. Everybody was slipping around the place thinking that's it, Ballinkinnon have it. Sam Mullins don't do panic. They came straight up the field from the puck out, levelled it, and went on to win it. But saying that the town are the same, like the Rangers got off to a fantastic start again the town last week. And of another did another team, maybe the town in panic and get swamped, but they didn't show great character or great resolve. And in the second half, particularly like when they come under the cosh a bit when they were three points up and Darren Olin made an absolutely fantastic save, dived across the goal to clear the ball. Brilliant save. It's little things like that that can win you a championship. And hopefully, Sonda, my prediction is Bagnus Town by one. By we're waiting one. since think- 1967. Yeah, we're waiting six, since 67 and like people want about the final in 1970. The final in 1970 had nothing to do with Bankstown. We didn't want it. And I've spoke to old hurlers on this. Bankstown never wanted it. Arizona didn't want it. It was the county board said Bankstown are getting it. But the players didn't want it. And they never received the medals, which they never wanted either. So the last one we won was 67 on the field. And he's got that chance on that. Yeah. Well, in fairness, like I know, I know from your point of view, your psyche, your mentality, it was very straight, very to the point, no bullshit, all or nothing kind of stuff. And uh, you know what? In terms yeah. of in terms of that, it's probably a good question to ask you now. If Mouse Cowden was flying back and you were over St. Mullins this week, would you start him or would you bring him in off the line? Me personally, no, I wouldn't start him. No. I don't think it'd be fair on whoever you're going to drop in after playing the whole championship and then come county final day. Drop whoever the chap is going to be. I think start who that this is just my opinion. I'd start whoever got me to the county final. And if we needed most, I'd bring him in. That'd just be me. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what, Martin? It's a it's a conversation that has say that again, you just broke up on me there. I said Sam Mullins probably won't do that, but that's what I would do. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I'll ask Pat Cody now because I think he's in a quieter spot. Pat, are you with us? Yeah, can you hear us? I'm here, Kevin. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I don't know if you got that last question, but I was asking Martin, you know, if he was over St. Mullins, would he, would he start Mouse or would he bring him in? Because obviously it's the biggest talking point in the county the last day or two. Um, yeah. What would you do personally? Yeah, sorry, talking point. Uh, I was away uh, with the family for a couple of days down in Kerry, Kevin, and uh, I was getting text messages two or three days ago. Is Mouse back? Is Mouse back? And I, I made a few discreet inquiries and found out, yeah, he was in the field last night. So, yeah. Um, uh, Definitely start him, yeah. Uh, if you're involved, uh, I know it's he's been hurling at a high level over in uh, uh, in San Francisco. So, um, look, uh, most Cavan is one of the greatest hurlers that this county has ever produced. So, you're not going to, I don't, I don't think you're going to, you're going to leave one of your your biggest weapons on the sideline. Um, or people might have a different view viewpoint on it, but uh, I think I'd be starting him anyway, yeah. And Martin, this actually sums things up pretty well because it's literally it literally seems to be fifty fifty. I was going to do a Twitter poll earlier. Like out of all the people yeah. I've spoken to, half are saying they start him, half are saying 
they wouldn't kind of start him. You know that sort of way. Like it's, it is, it is a very yeah. interesting conversation. So the morale of the chap that's losing out then, I suppose, like if you were to speak on an individual basis, not two individuals the same, right? But just say, for example, if uh, if I was decent enough to be on the St. Mullins team and I was there and I saw a mouse coming back, I personally would probably step aside because I'd know that that would be giving us a better chance of winning because he's 10 times more talented harder than I am. Not that I won't work 10 times harder, but I just think it gives us a better chance. Yeah. So, like, would it would it be a conversation to have even, would you have to really know your player to even have the conversation between just say the three of them or is it just you have to just stay loyal? Like, where, you know what I mean? It, it's a complex one, isn't it? It's very complex. It's like what Pat said, like, Mouse is a gifted hurler. So he is, you know, and you can't take it from the chap. He's absolutely gifted. And that was just my opinion. Like, if it was me, I wouldn't start Mouse. But saying that, St. Mullins, as Pat said, like, he is a gifted hurler, and everybody knows that. They probably will start the chap. But the management team, it's a tough one. I would like to be in their position now. So I wouldn't like, because no matter who they're going to drop, is going to be very disappointed after playing the whole year round. Like, I know most is away in that hurling and that, but still, it's not going to be an easy one. So it's not. No. Pat, like, if he does play then, where where is he playing? I was thinking about this one earlier, and, uh, you know, the, the plan, obviously, tonight was to keep things a little bit light, but at the same time, we have to talk a little bit about the game, right? And uh, yeah. I know last year, Keane Dyle did a very good job on him in the, in the semi-final. So... Then you're looking down at the six forwards who all scored the last day. And uh, I think all of them scored twice at least. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. And I was thinking just out loud, uh, if you got him into the middle of the field, would Keen Dyle follow him? Is it, is it pulling him out You know, a little bit further? Is it harder to mark him? You're maintaining the six forwards. And then, of course, if Keane goes on him, who, who would take up James Dyle? Like We know the set one and six backs are probably just going to play in their positions. That's generally the way they're operating. Like, But, uh, you know, what do you reckon on that one? Yeah, well, look, I'd say um, even before the semi-final was played, I think that the management team might have even been thinking about this, uh, you know, doing their due diligence and getting ready for a possible final because like, <laughs> he couldn't have arrived. He, I don't think he could have arrived in Ireland on, on a Tuesday or Wednesday without having some pre-planning uh, done. So I, I'd say this has been on the boy's, man, boy's mind for a long time. Uh, I... I was thinking, I've been thinking about, about this a lot myself over the last few days. And, um, like, Mouse is the kind of player that you don't want to assign a position on the field, really. Like, you know, um, I was even talking to a bag of man about this there tonight, uh, Joe O'Neill, uh, exiled down here in St. Mullins. And, uh, like, I think the way, it, as I said, I, I think I would start Mouse. He'd give him, assign him a number, um, let him off and do his own thing. He's, I think he's been doing that for St. Mullins for the last. Well, since he started playing hurling with us anyway, like you know, because uh, like he's a, a maverick talent and he's a player that you, you, you don't, you know, it's very hard to assign a duty per se to him because he just he takes the game by the scruff of the neck. He, he looks, he weighs things up and, and does his thing, like you know. Um, uh, as regards you mentioned earlier on about you know somebody else on the panel of that season coming in and that may or may not have been playing or may or may not have been first man in, um, if he's which I think he probably will, I, I will start. And if things don't go their way, then that person will be on and they'll say, well, now they're doubly uh, determined coming on uh, to prove to everybody around that they have a, a part to play and, uh, you know, an influence in the game, you know. So, um, look, <laughs> the, the selectors are damned if they do and damned if they don't. Like, you know, if, if 
you know, hopefully that we come out on top uh, Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening, they'll be proved right no matter what they do, like, you know, but um, their decision will be uh, right or wrong, depending on, on the, the final result, you know. Most could have uh, 60 minutes of his best game ever and, and we still lose and, and then the sectors will still be wrong, you know, so, you, you know, it all depends on the final result whether the, the decision to start him or not uh, is proved right or wrong. Yeah, Martin, I think in fairness, you have to have thick skin uh, in this game. And I remember, again, going back to that time when you got to Croker uh, at the very, I won't say at the very start, but definitely midway through that year and coming near the end of it, uh, before the county final, you kind of wielded the axe and a lot of the older lads, um, you know, were, uh, I suppose, I won't say chopped, but you gave youth a crack and youth actually stood by you and served you well, in addition to having a bit of experience. But, like, you have to make the hard cause, don't you? Of course you do, yeah. In fairness, if if we hadn't have done what we done and brought in the youth, we wouldn't have went to Crow Park, we wouldn't have gone out of the county because the first game that year in the Intermediate Championship, we played St Mullins in the park. I think we had 15 and St Mullins bets by about 18 points. So they did. And we were really, after coming down from senior the year before, so we were so we were in serious, serious trouble. So we approached some of the young lads and um, did Zarelia. Minnie mentioned a few of those came but the big turning point was when Styler came. Styler was hurling minor, he was hurling junior, and I spoke with Styler, and he said, yeah, yeah, I'll go with you, Martin. And he came, and in fairness to him, when Styler came, a few more came, and it took off from there. And it, it just snowballed from there. It's a bit like this team now with the boys over, and Willie and Phil and Peter and Gavin Nolan. Like, they have young lads there, and three years ago, Gavin Nolan was never heard of. Last year, they made steady progress. So they got to a semi-final, impressed everyone during the league campaign. Sam Mullins put an end to that in the semi-final. This year, the league campaign wasn't as good for us. But the main thing was that we get back to the semi-final. And last Sunday was the first Sunday that they had a full squad to pick from. And like the way the hurl was fantastic last Sunday, like because no, nobody, but nobody gave them a chance of beating the Rangers. And even a lot of people at Bain Sound here didn't give them a chance of beating the Rangers. So like, they were able to beat the Rangers and score two way in, which is a fantastic score. So they've not in the first on that. I know St. Mullins like St. Mullins is since brilliant since the beginning of the time. They're the, the best team in Carlo, senior hurling. For a club that never do much underage, under twelve, under fourteen, only two minor titles like, but they can still produce top class hurlers. How? I don't know. I'd love to know how to do it. Because we have umpteen minor championships, under twenty ones and that, and then they just for some reason fall away. For the last couple of years, this group has been growing and growing and growing, and hopefully, hopefully, Sunday they can just get over the line. Mm. Uh, Pat, it's an interesting one when you have Morris Aylward obviously over St. Mullins, a wily old fox. Uh, you know, did unbelievable work with, with Bally Hale back in 07 in around that time. And then Gavin Nolan, who looks like a job, Amanda could still do a job, I should say, uh, <laughs> out in the field. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it is interesting, and we've remarked upon it um, recently on the podcast where Bagnerstown are mixing up man-marking with actually having a few lads sitting in the centre, we'll say. So, like, Alfie, for example, you expect him to always sit at six, right? Because no matter who goes in, he's near enough going to nullify him. You'd imagine. He's just that good. He's just he's like a cheat code. He's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, so, like, from, from that point of view, when you see Bagnerstown going with occasional man-markers, Alfie, Alfie holding the centre and all, uh, what... What do you do? Do you think is that something St. Mullins think about? Would Morris Aylward be thinking about that? Like, uh, would it be? I won't say a fear factor, but like at the same time, 
very few lads over the last 15 years have got anything off Alfie. So you're no. nearly looking at this situation and thinking, who's who's taking the who's taking one for the team here? Yeah. Well, sure, sure. Do you just decide let Alfie do his thing and, and we'll let our players do our thing? Like you know, um, like I, I think if if uh, I heard the interview with, with Jack, I might have been with, with yourself after the game last uh, last weekend, uh, Kevin, about going back to the field and going, going down to St. Mullins and getting in the river and recovery, and that would be in the field tomorrow night. And he said, Morris, he said, Morris is old school. We'll go over, we'll poke the ball around, play a bit of hurling and uh, move on. You know, um, I don't think um, systems or tactics is a thing that comes into into the way someone's hurling. It hasn't, generally over the years, hasn't been too big a thing. Like, like as Mick said there, you bring players through to a senior team in St. Mullins and you say, look at, you're there now, there's Jersey. Go ahead and do it. Like you know, you have to, you have to trust. You have to have a certain amount of trust in your players, and let them go out and express themselves, and not be afraid to go and win a game, uh, and be be kind of strung up by tactics and and being here at a certain time and, and waiting for a certain ball to go a certain way. Like once the ball is thrown in in a game of hurling, it's a very organic kind of a thing. Like you know, and you have to give players the the kind of license to adapt and and and, and see a game that, that develops in front of them and and make their own decisions. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know as you know yourself being involved with teams, Kevin, over the years. Once once the, t- the team crosses the white line, there's very little you can do. Once the ball is thrown in, uh, games take a, t- they kind of take a, a mind of their own, take take kind of a a process process of their own. And no matter what you do, uh, you could have ten water breaks, uh, and still, if things are going against you, they're going against you, and it's very hard to turn things around. So, you know, you have to kind of. Um, trust your players and trust what what's been done during the year, and and hope for the best of luck. Like you know, definitely, yeah. And it's even worse now, lads. Like obviously being involved with the team this year, you can't like there's no mayor for now. Bonnestore can't go in past a certain area. A mayor, a mayor ish guy, even a water boy or a hurley boy can't can barely go in either. Like it's it's so hard to get messed onto the field. It, the whole thing has gone crazy, really. Like you know, but I wanted to ask about you two gentlemen. Did you did you cross paths much over the years? And and if so, was there any memorable encounters? I'm sure, I'm sure I did, Martin. I tell you, I, I know for a fact that, uh, like when you when you talk about, I suppose, the 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 level of experience that Bagnestone have, um, you know. Um, maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Martin, I don't know. To be across our paths too much, but like you have a case of very strong minor teams and under twenty one teams that I would have came across over the years, uh, with the likes of Fergal Byrne, Dicky Byrne, the Byrne twins, uh, the Declan DeLacy in the goal, uh, Peachy, uh, you know, um, the the Coburn brothers, like. They were serious back in the sound teams, uh, and they always more than nine times over ten broke our hearts, like you know. And like like Martin said, a lot of those players that maybe didn't didn't go on a, a, and play too much at senior level, but the likes of myself and a few other our lads maybe still going at it, and, and and we were able to eke out a few senior championships, like you know. But like that's where I that's where this whole thing about experience comes in now, and um, has been mentioned earlier on in 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 the, the stream about. Bagnestown lacking experience. I wouldn't, for one uh, minute, subscribe to that view at all because, like, there are numerous underage titles that are those boys. Um, then you have the experience of, of the Dials and, and Alfie Corker, and that you know they, they were the boys that went up to Crow Park 
uh, and like like Martin said, we're the first Carroll team to, to reach Crow Park to in, in, the, in the junior and intermediate final that time. So, you know, there's, there's, a, a, there's a strong little, strong uh, cohort there that has a backbone of a team that has plenty of experience and, and that team has plenty of experience of, of, of winning medals, you know. So, um, yeah, with, and, and, and going back to crossing the swords of Bagnestown, I, I, I felt a fair share of pain at the end of the Bagnestown hurling over the years, uh, you know, so... Yeah, there's there's plenty of um, plenty of experience there, and plenty of, huh? I said it wasn't mine, Pat. <laughs> I know, no, I know, I, no, I, 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 I won't say. I, I don't. I, I, I'm, I won't. I won't say a pain at, at the end of a hard pain at the end of maybe a, vic, a defeat more so than anything else. I, I, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, I know, tell you, if you get, if you get, a, I, 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 I think you get to give it back and, and sure, that's the way it goes. Not yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. But um, I remember um you're on about Decky Byrne and Fergal and Dexter I remember one time we were hurling senior against St. Mons in the park here. And you were hurling in the middle of the field again. I think it's could have went on and won the championship the same year, in the early two thousands. And uh OJ just gave us a woeful line. I'll never forget you scored he scored I think five five or six something. It was a woeful beating for us because we had a lot of the young lads. I was a bit older than Decky and Fergal and the boys, and we had a lot of the young lads like that. But St. Mullins gave us a woeful hiding. And after that, morale in the camp was fierce, and a lot of lads fell by the wayside, which was a pity because if they had a stayed at it, like, ye hadn't won anything underage, but ye stayed at it, and ye went down and ye won your senior championships. And that was always a big problem in Bagnestown, lads falling away by the wayside. And we thought we had a good young team coming that time. Because they're after winning yeah. minor and under twenty one and everything, and it was a good crop of players. But some of them went by the wayside after that. I'll never forget that in the park. And uh, I think you're yeah, saying John Cal John... got into a row that day. Did you just? Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, John Cal wouldn't wouldn't fight anyone. <laughs> just he was a very gentle soul. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that 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 team that that Bangladesh team that that we would have grown up against at under I always remember up under twelve, under fourteen, or sixteen, minor and under twenty one. That was an extremely talented Bangladesh team and. And I, I, I often wonder, like, I suppose, maybe being a town team and, and having more sports available, maybe in a town, um, the soccer, maybe, or whatever, uh, Gaelic football, again, was none of that down in St. Mullins. We have our hurling, and that's it. You know, uh, no, the football, the, soccer the football is... is very big, so. Yeah, you know, and no, I know football is yeah. making, a, making its way back in, into St. Mullins, and it's no harm either, because... Uh, uh, it's after uh, helping our lads get over right. you know, last winter, you know. But yeah, look at uh, it's something yeah. down here, and I have two I have two young men here that are going to come in and say hello to us. Yeah, like, it's, it, it, it's just it's, it's just it's just a, it's, it's just a thing here that um, we've we've no distractions. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I'll just pop off Pat there for a minute. I think the the device was definitely yeah. duplicating there or something. Might be on, might be on that end actually. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's actually on Martin's end. Hello, yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, we're getting, we're getting shocking, we're getting shocking feedback there. Yeah, going on. Could, yeah you, you, had, you, had, you had two people that was going to say hello to us. Yes, no, uh, uh, Keelan, oh, Carol, and Dylan Moore, and come over here, boys. Hold on there now, Kevin. I'm going to give, I'm going to give them one ear piece each. Now, hold on there for a second. Two, two of Sam, one of his biggest supporters. Uh, just give me a second there now. No. Oh, water. You're like, the, you're like a roving, yeah. roving reporter going oh, around. Hold on there. No. Now, put that in there. Dinner, you put that in your ear there. Now, 
How, how are you doing? How's things? Hello. Hello. Good. Well, he's all set for Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Who's who's going to win? I just want to say a big St. Mullins. Yeah. Go on there. You're going to say something. The best look to the the best look to the boys on Sunday. I hope you bring the cup home. Come on, St. Mullins. Very good, very good. Go on the boys, go on the boys, huh? <laughs> Have a bit of everything on the on the program. Uh, good stuff. Thanks, thanks for joining us, lads. And uh, thank go you. Home to the bed there now. Go home to the bed there now, shortly. Up, yes, uh. Um, I'll see. I'll just see. Is Martin Kelly back there? Uh, the feedback is still going. I I'm going to have to just uh, say goodbye to Martin and, and thanks a million for his contribution. But Pat, um, I'll I'll take this back from you. Uh, if the boys can hear me, they might actually throw it back to, to, back to me. Yeah. Yeah. Throw it back to you there, and uh, we'll wrap this up very Bye, very shortly. Bye. Thanks, lads. Thanks a million. That's class. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, very you see, I, I suppose it, that's um, I'm I'm sure this this it's it's the same in, yes. in every family above in Bagnall. Excitement in in uh, every family and all. Like the, I know there's been there's been two or three train sessions already this week. Above, I'm sure the whole week's been full of train sessions. But we've been Camogie teams and uh, and uh, underage hurling teams getting involved you know, above in the field. And in fairness, the senior uh, boys have made their made it their business to be there for a few of the train sessions just to just for the children to get the excitement because normally. The county final would take place during the school uh, term, and uh, the schools would be would be festooned with flags, and it would be a very exciting time for teachers. Now would get involved, um, you know, and, and build up the the tension and and the a bit of excitement for all the children. So, uh, look at uh, that's at the end of the day, really, your club is only as good as the little lads that are come up behind you. And uh, look at it's great to see little lads like that having having a great time, and and their their memories they'll they'll have for the rest of their lives. And it'll be the same for the children in Bangladesh this week as well. Yep, hundred um, percent. I'll get a quick verdict, Pat, before we wrap up here. Uh, just, I, I'm usually very good at verdicts, Kevin, as you know yourself now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, the, the bookies will have it. You know, they, they'll they look at numbers and they look at, at results over the years, and they'll they'll say one thing about you know Bangladesh or our underdogs. Um, I think if you look back even to last year's semi-final between the two teams, uh, they were very, very close. Um, I know the Bengtsson will be thinking back and they'll be looking back at how, how maybe that game might have slipped away from them. Um, look, obviously, the most impressive performance of the weekend just gone was Bengtsson versus Monster Rangers. And, and uh, like um, in anyone's book, that the, the, the Monster Rangers were, were favourites for the championship outright. Uh, so, like, I don't think anyone in St. Mullins is going to be any, in any way complacent uh, uh, in relation to the challenge that's being faced on, on Sunday. But, um, oh, look at hearts is one thing, and the head says, <laughs> head, we'll back it up, I suppose. Uh, uh, um, having mouse back is a great bonus for us. I think, um, you know, <coughs> I did say earlier on that like, the management have a hard job, will have a hard job. Um, fit them into the team, but look at how could you how could you leave them out? Um, um, and I think you know it's as well knowing that maybe the free taker didn't go as well for us as it could have uh, done the last day, and it might have been the difference between us losing out on a county final place. And with most back for free taking alone, that's that's going to maybe 
settle down a small few nerves on the management point of view. So um, I'd be starting out. Um, it'll drive on the boys on the sideline that might might one or, that might maybe be dropped down to take an order. So you know, I I don't think I internet is dropping out. Internet is dropping out. Can hear me, Pat? That front. Bush, I'm trying to make up my mind, but uh, look, I I give us sugar. Yeah. Hey, there. Yeah, you're just going back there now. Yeah, it just just fell out on me for a sec. So, what was your verdict? Sorry. Uh, Yeah, uh, I would give, say, one of the Hesden nod by four points at the max, but it could be, there could be a puck of a ball in it at the end. And, uh, you know, that's how close I'd make it. Um, Don't don't rule out a draw after 60 minutes. Yeah, I think nine to one's a good price. I might actually have Martin Kelly here before we go. Martin, you back with us? Yes. Sorry, that can you hear me, Kevin? All echoey. Yeah, loud and clear. Yeah, can you hear us. I can. Yeah, oh, perfect. Perfect. We'll get a quick party yeah. off you, Martin, before we before we say good night. Uh, hopefully, be a good game. Should be a good game. Has the Americans have a great game? And please, God, the town end or fifty-five year famine. There we go. So, bang your sound by how much, Martin? <laughs> uh, one pint to do, man. <laughs> That's all you need. That's all anyone ever needs. <laughs> well, listen. Um, one pint to do, Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to that cracker. Lads, thanks a million for joining us here this evening. Really appreciate your time as always. It's a pleasure, yeah. Thank you. Best thanks a million, Pat. Thank thanks a million, Martin. Much appreciated. And thanks a million to all our guests who have uh, joined us over the duration of this evening. The very best look to Bagnus on Gales, the very best look to St Mullins, also the very best look to Navon and uh, Mullins Surrenders. They're playing the intermediate final at 6 o'clock tomorrow in Etwatch Cullen Park. 2 o'clock in Etwatch Cullen Park Sunday, you have the under-20B final between Carrolltown and Nave Breed. That gets proceedings underway. And the very best look to those two clubs as well. Senior final throws in at 4. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Uh, I want to say a big thank you again to uh, Connolly's top line, Gladney Cleaning Services, the Pitch and Put Club in Bindestown, and the Red Lion, who, of course, as I said, they're showing the game at 4 o'clock Sunday and uh, live music there afterwards. And, of course, to our sponsors who've been with us for the whole championship, Regional and Physiotherapy, Brendan Cabinet Furniture, Balloons and Sweet Treats, Craig Carney Web Design, DB Recovery, and Corcoran Precast Tanks. We're going to end the stream very, very shortly, but as soon as we do, we work on getting it up on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all those places. Uh, we thank, uh, as I said, look, our sponsors, our listeners, our viewers, really, really appreciate it. The figure's have been great this evening. If you've enjoyed what you heard this evening as well, we have a, a Buy Me A Coffee link there. Uh, if you appreciate the efforts we're putting in, you can support the podcast for the price of a coffee. Not mandatory, but it's there if you wish to do so. All we can say is the very best look once more to all the clubs involved. Thanks again, and uh, we'll chat to you on Monday when we're reviewing everything. Who knows? We could be talking about a replay. But until then, take care.